Inductees into the South Dakota Hall of Fame come from all backgrounds of life, but one thing they all have in common is their daily pursuit of their dreams. In this podcast, you will hear stories of the legacy of these inductees and how these dream chasers have impacted South Dakota in meaningful ways. I'm Greta Chapman. I'm the retiring CEO for the South Dakota Hall of Fame. And with me today for a legacy video are the Teason family members, Deb, Leslie, and Laura. And we are uh, here to talk about Craig. So let's start with whoever wants to have the opening story. Would that be you? That would probably be me. Um, well, the, the story is that in his life adventures, uh, what he wanted most to do was to help people. And so all of the aspects of his life were based on trying to help people learn how to help themselves, for one thing, um, and helping the kids feel good about that themselves. Would be these kids. <laughs> these kids and as others. well yeah, as yeah. the Worldwide. Club for Boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's boys, right. Yeah. Because that was his pet project. Yeah. And um, I think that he accomplished that. He did that very well in all the aspects of his life. You know, some of us can take on a few different things mm -hmm. and only do mm -hmm. well in one and not so mm -hmm. well. In the, and he was good in all aspects of his life. <laughs> he occasionally would tell, tell us that, right? Oh, because absolutely. Because I worked with yes. him. And yes, so, yeah. yes ma'am. Mm -hmm. yes, so sometimes I got told that too. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the basis of his story was just to be a, a good guy that, that people could emulate and, to, and provide them a chance to make their lives as best as they could be Mm -hmm. And also to maybe restart their lives if necessary. Mm -hmm. so. so what would be your version mm -hmm. of uh, dad, father, Craig, mm -hmm. teasing? Uh, our dad was uh, an interesting man in that he was very even keeled. Mm -hmm. He approached everything uh, from, a, from a viewpoint of logic, um, but not without emotion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he was just very thoughtful whenever he approached conversations. I never saw him lose his temper. Um, he did have a very good way of making sure he knew if, if you knew if he was disappointed, oh. uh, which was 10 times worse. Um, <laughs> but he, you know, he just was a very, um, thoughtful man. And we used to, we nicknamed him the ponderer because he yeah. was famous for pondering. Um, he would, he would be, you know, he was very considerate in that he thought about viewpoints from a lot of different mm -hmm. angles. He was open-minded when mm -hmm. he spoke with others. He really wanted to learn from others and understand where they were coming from. And I just mm -hmm. always felt like as a, you know, as a dad and, um, that father figure in our house, he just, uh, you know, he would always kind of approach conversations as he was guiding us through these major decisions mm -hmm. in our lives, really trying to help us figure out where we <laughs> wanted to go. A trick. Um, yeah. Well, well he, not a trick, but a skill. He a definitely skill. had opinions. Don't get me wrong. He, really? he he had opinions about where we should go. Okay. But but for the most part, he was there to just help us get to the right conclusion for ourselves. Mm. Um, but in a way that was you know well thought out, was logical. You know, he didn't he didn't approach things with, um, you know, just a, a high level of of emotion. And, yeah, he was not an impulsive man. Generally, so then when he was, which was sometimes on vacation, that was a lot of fun for us. <laughs> vacation dad was was always fun. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Kind of contradicted some of his oh. his normal philosophies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And might I add rare too? So the pondering thing really drove my teenage girls nuts. <laughs> well, so. as a colleague, there were times. It was <laughs> awesome. Can we get 
Thank towards you. it. Yes. No, I'm not yes. done yet. <laughs> So the uh, the trickster on vacation, and mm-hmm. what would you say about that? And just uh, your father t- in I general. I just think there were times where sometimes on vacation, you know, we he would splurge on certain adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or I know a couple of his his um, interests involved a little bit of impulsivity. He or or lack of logic. Sometimes right. he he you know a lot of people that know him know that he um, invested in a yellow Mustang. For example, not always the most logical choice, um, but kind of that contradicting behavior that we we learn to love because he the yellow or the Mustang, yeah, (laughs) both, Both. yeah, yes, yes. (laughs) Well, he was a bit of a penny pincher in in daily life, but on vacation, suddenly it was like, oh, you know, if you catch him at the right moment and go up and ask him for twenty bucks, he'll probably hand it over pretty easily. So he did. He did always um, value very heavily adventures. So, you know, our family was fortunate that, you know, we, we never had the nicest house on the block or the most fancy car other than the flashy <laughs> yellow Mustang later in life. Um, but, you know, we always had the opportunity to travel. And yep. so he mm-hmm. made that a high priority. He got that from his parents. Hmm. Um, and so I think he instilled that in us and really always mm-hmm. seeking out other ways of life and, and, you know, those adventures that happened. So that was, we had a lot of adventures, whether they were road trips or, you know, flights across the world, but um, he was really big on, on getting out and exploring the world. So Laura, what would you say, do you think as a family overall would be some of the really cool or great accomplishments, you know, things that, some milestones that kind of come to mind, whatever age, you know, as a family? Um, I think again the encouraging words of, of kind of going out on our own. Um, mm-hmm. As much as he was a South Dakota man, mm-hmm. he didn't hesitate when um, the two of us wanted to adventure outside of the state lines mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe deep down he knew that we would make our way mm-hmm. back and and always consider South Dakota home. So I think that was one big accomplishment is we we both co- sort of spread wings and um, each kind of found our own adventure. Uh, for a little while, and and uh, so I thought that was kind of encouraging, knowing that he was okay with us sort of Going. leaving for a little yeah. while. Um, yeah. Yep. For college, and then afterward for a few years, and mm. then um, and now mm. I'm back in Rapid City. But yeah. Um, but well, that was kind of nice to know that yeah. he he kind of had our backs in that sense. What do you want to say about the family accomplishments? The family accomplishments. Oh, that's a... Well, you can zero in on Craig if you'd like. <laughs> oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, however well, you want. Craig teasing is my favorite subject. Yeah. <laughs> so I can try to think of something. I think uh, he was so good at balancing his life. He had so many hats that he put on. Hmm. And he was good at all of them. And I think that's a big accomplishment mm-hmm. all by itself is that, you know, most mm-hmm. of us can can do two or three things, four things in our lives. But this guy had six or seven or eight, and he was good at all of them. But the common thread was helping people. It goes back to helping people, and he was, he did that very well. And um, that's what I'm most proud of for him. He, that's what he wanted. I think a lot of us would agree, though, that he was always the same guy. Yeah, mm. yeah. No matter who mm. he was talking to oh, or what sure. role or hat he was wearing, I felt like you always got the same person. He had a very consistent um, 
personality that if you knew him, you knew what we knew. I mean, do you think you have that similar characteristic? This is a test. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I, I do. I, I mean, he was such a great role model. I will say, um, particularly from a leadership perspective, yeah. um, you know, he was drawn to a life of public service and he chose that life over and over again. And, you know, mm. there's a lot of um, mm. leadership that is needed in that space. And, and what I always appreciated was that even in whatever path I chose that I could, I could relate to him and, and he and I could have great conversations about, you know, what leadership entailed. And um, a lot of it is being authentic and showing mm. up as your authentic self, regardless of the situation mm. and the willingness to be vulnerable when you maybe have fallen short. Um, or, you know, the willingness to have hard conversations and, and, and understand that you may not always come to agreement with people, um, but to be open-minded and to have those conversations. So I, I, I do think that him, you know, demonstrating that throughout his life has had, you know, has impacted me and then how I show up in my life. Mm -hmm. Laura, what about you for your teaching? Same. Yeah. As a kids. teacher, yeah, that authentic self, um, when you chimed in and said that really hits home because mm -hmm. my students know very much about me as a teacher and as Mrs. Kamarainen, but they also very much know me as a mom. Mm -hmm. um, and so we see our class as a family and we talk a lot about each other's families. They have pictures they brought in. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to also know them as their authentic self. I like to hear about things outside of school, mm -hmm. um, a lot of their passions and interests. So I try to be the same person you know, consistently with yeah. friends and family and in my role as an educator. And um, mm -hmm. so so hopefully that, you know, they see that, too. And that's something, again, coming from my dad that mm -hmm. really is inspiring. And, um, and I, just yeah. the phrase and the idea of working hard for others. Um, mm -hmm. We talk a lot about that mm -hmm. in our classroom, even yeah. um, how are what are you saying or doing that's building up others? So I think it's interesting that the. the the balance, you know, you, you, being able and to wear many hats, but at the same time, this predictability, this mm -hmm. stability, and yet this um, playfulness. Right. You know, that's a that's a that's a whole body picture yeah. there. You yeah. know, in that whole. So, um, what do you think, Craig would? Uh, you know, you've said some of those things, but how do you think he would really? Uh, and maybe you saw this with the Boys Club. How did he inspire young people? You've talked about it as a family, but what are some things that resonate that would say, this is a Craig Teason moment with, keep this in mind for chasing your dreams, you know, mm -hmm. to, to channel him, so to speak. What would that, what would that maybe be, sound? I think that um, Craig kind of created a roadmap for himself and for others. And he shared that with us in 2012 at the December um, commencement ceremony for the School of Mines. And first thing he encouraged was continued education. These uh, engineering students were graduating, but he said continued education is very important because you get along with others, you learn how to problem solve, and it just gives you more opportunities for a path for your best self. Mm -hmm. And the second thing was the adventure. He said, be adventurous and think outside the box. A series of adventures mm -hmm. and think outside the box and don't and share what you've learned. And um, 
that's yeah that's pretty much mm -hmm. I would say that um, the way that I saw my dad inspire young people is that you know the, the, especially with the boys that he worked with through the boys club um, a lot of them had not mm -hmm. had access to experiences especially in the outdoors you know, when he started oh, yeah. the program um, to do the right. bike riding of the Mickelson Trail, yeah. these were new experiences for so many of these boys. And I think what was great about that is that he made it clear that it did not matter where you came from. It didn't matter what you, mm. your previous experience had been. Everyone was welcome. Everyone was doing it, you know, for the first time. Um, and if you weren't doing it for the first time, then he expected <coughs> you to, you know, go. then to lead the, yeah, lead the yeah. others. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think that, um, you know, trying new experiences, but also, um, you know, not being too overcome by, you know, where you think you might get to be stuck in life, um, but really push mm -hmm. yourself um, and, and try new things. So I think he inspired that in a lot of boys by just exposing them to things that maybe they had never even considered. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that was always really neat to see. I know Laura and I rode with him on a couple of those Mickelson. rides yeah and you know it was always fascinating to hear the stories of the boys because um they didn't even know how much they how much pride they were going to have until they went on that and then mm -hmm. to see their faces and know that they could mm -hmm. accomplish something like riding the entire Mickelson Trail 109 miles yes oh, yeah, and some wanted you know there were times where some wanted to quit yeah and that wasn't something either that he let them no do easily. he said he, he <laughs> in an inspiring them. way I think he yeah. still helped them set the big audacious goals mm -hmm. and then accomplish it and celebrate those accomplishments. Yes. So yes. I think that process, you know, could apply to so many things right. in their mm -hmm. lives. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But for them, that sense of accomplishment was so incredible. And I have one more thing regarding the club for boys. Um, Dave Euler wrote one time that uh, Craig would come to the club for boys in his police uniform. Mm -hmm. And that was a moment for these kids to, mm. to talk to a policeman, a cop, mm -hmm. in a kind way. And he wanted to make sure that they understood that police are good, yeah. that they are, Not they are protectors. Yeah. Because a lot of the kids have family members mm -hmm. or mom and dad or somebody where the police have come into the house and, yeah. and arrested them and put handcuffs on. And so that's what a lot of these kids had experienced. Mm -hmm. And for him to show them that no police are good, are good it was people. a positive interaction yes mm -hmm. and and it was very important to him that that he, he learned they learned that from him yeah and he was so it, you know the interesting part about him was that he was an interesting balance of analytical which is yeah. the engineering background yeah. in him right he was very logical and analytical in his approach and he really had a very personable side to him and so i think that thinking through the emotional connection, you know, mm -hmm. that that kids would have with police officers in that regard, mm -hmm. um, you know, really, and he set the tone for the entire department. Um, it really mm -hmm. is, you know, has been set up to be more of a community policing mm -hmm. um, and being yeah. a part of the community in a positive way that I think is so different than what so many other communities have experienced, um, that that's really what sets him apart, I think. Yeah. Well, it's that yeah. story and that that story never quits, right. you know, mm -hmm. and, the, and so not that you don't know this already, but um, watch for the, uh, the stepping stones, you know, the things that are uh, channeled Craig teasing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, when, you, when, when that channeling happens, I mean, seriously, it's, it's, uh, it's you know, the, we've got inductees 100 years ago. Right. You know, they're on to their third and fourth generation. So 
don't ever underestimate how the channeling mm -hmm. is is always there. So, and they have mentioned that to me. Mm -hmm. We feel as they talked every yeah, day on different projects that they've worked on or whatever. They'll say, "I really felt dad today, mom." You know, until it's like, <laughs> "Oh God." <laughs> You know, it, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's what we hope to do. And we're very appreciative of you uh, not only being here, but being able to walk through, you know, more than enough challenges. Yeah. So. I do have one little yeah. story that I'd like to share. Because yeah? he was very protective of both of his girls. Mm -hmm. And um, there was one time Laura was getting ready for the prom and her date came to pick her up. And he says, oh, I just saw one of your guys out on the, on the way here. The date said that. The date said yeah. that. Mm -hmm. and, and so my, so Craig, you know, being silly, he just says, well, that's good because there's 99 more out there waiting to see how you're going to do if you're going to behave. <laughs> I'm sure you felt that on occasion. Yeah. In, in. There, there may have been some of that that caused us to leave the state for a time period. <laughs> <laughs> Taking eyes break. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. He had friends everywhere, which yeah. was, you know. A good thing now is less fun when we were teenagers, mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah. kept us in line. Anything that we didn't uh, talk about that comes to mind? Probably so many things. I know, so many things. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I think, think I, I will just say, like, I think that our dad would be absolutely tickled to be, <laughs> you know, a part of such a prestigious group of people, yep. to have his life of service recognized. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he wasn't one to put himself out there uh, for recognition. Mm -hmm. He did it because this is what he chose and what he loved. Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, you know, he he built a fantastic, uh, you know, network of, of friends and supporters across the state. He cared deeply about the state, you know, growing up on the eastern side and settling and, and living most of his life, you know, in Rapid City. I think, you know, he, he really did care a lot about the state of South Dakota. So I think this honor and this recognition would have meant so much to him. Yes. And so we're just yes. thrilled to be able to have him in, included in this, this yes. great group. And well. to share his stories. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. thank you to the Hall of Fame Board of Directors for recognizing that as well. well I think it's pretty easy for him. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the South Dakota Hall of Fame and these dream chasers, visit our website at www.sdexcellence.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.